Live Well Be Well, a show to help high performers improve their health and well-being. This is an excerpt from my conversation with Guy Winch, whose TED Talk has been watched more than 26 million times. In this excerpt, we delve into the importance of developing emotional resilience and maintaining emotional hygiene. The link to the full episode is in the description. Apart from alcohol, which I think people are going to link as kind of the detrimental side that's going to harm the liver, what are the other things that can harm our liver health? Because I think as soon as people think about metabolism, they're like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing things to prevent it. So what actually is damaging my liver? There's a lot of stuff you, that, that isn't good for the liver and that you can think about trying to change. Like Number one, and this maybe sounds a little bit obvious, and a little bit counterintuitive, but it is obesity. It's not good. The liver feels like it's under pressure. You know, you got a lot of food to process. It's already probably clogged up a little bit as you've gotten more weight around the hips. It's also building up around the liver. That's maybe one thing people don't fully appreciate is, is that as you build up love handles, your liver builds little mini love handles as well. And as your liver gets more and more love handles, it becomes increasingly difficult for it to do its basic daily function. And then that over time and excessively sort of helps or causes the liver to begin to break down and then ultimately need some some support in uh, in various ways, but things that things other things that can be bad for it are, as I mentioned, uh, drug induced liver injury is a very common common theme. Not just recreational drugs, but regularly taking ibuprofen, regularly taking sort of your um, your standard uh, medication or other, even pre- prescribed medication can sometimes have negative effects on on the liver. Um, age is actually very bad for your liver. I know that's a weird thing to say, but uh, with time, you know it. it it ultimately, like any engine, just begins to get clogged up and, and sort of beaten down. Um, and things that are really helpful for it are these are also going to sound maybe a little bit obvious, but but exercise is such a phenomenal uh, phenomenal thing. It really it's like a rejuvenative sort of function that gives helps you clear out some of the the crap that's stored in there and ultimately helps to resuscitate it to some extent. Um, chronic stress is not great for the liver. It feels it feels your psychological stress like a lot of your body does where we're sort of one interconnected organ. It's, it, all of these things are, are um, inter, interrelated in a, in a large way. Uh, and yeah, there's a whole, and, and even yeah, reg, having a better diet, getting the right sleep is good. Again, I'm kind of sounding like a little bit of a broken record now, but all of those core functions that keep your overall body healthy, your liver is being such a central node of your overall systemic health feels the pinch. Uh, when 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 misbehaving on any of those fronts and doing those little things can really have a have a positive impact. So, like you mentioned a few things there, like excessive medication. So, I'm thinking many people listening to this maybe who are on SSRIs or are taking anti-inflammatories every day to support yeah. their pain relief. What should these people be doing? Is there anything there that they should be more aware of? Obviously, probably getting good sleep and trying to exercise, but is there anything there that kind of should be sitting front for and center for them? to help impact that even more in a in a preventative way. Uh, we're getting a lot more pres- precise and elegant with the medicines we're designing and there's a lot more uh, a lot less off-target concerns and the liver appreciates that. But but either way I think if you are on a, a high medication it's even more pertinent that you think about exercise and think about a healthy diet and think about all of these things to to try and do everything you can to make sure maintain a a, a healthy liver function. And then I, I guess if you're if you're taking discretionary medications that you that you aren't certain are fully necessary, you haven't been prescribed by a medical professional, think about that in the context of it. Do I really need it, or is there a, is there another alternative uh, 
solution here for, for the problem that I'm facing. And then that makes me think, well, what about supplements? Is there anything that you see, and I have seen some kind of headlines around green tea, because there's a lot of kind of, green tea is really good for your liver, and then actually no massive excessive load supplementation, it can be really toxic and detrimental. And I see, especially as nutritionists, so many headlines around, have this supplement or have this, it will boost X or Y. And actually, it could be in reverse, be doing the opposite and be really detrimental. Yeah, I think like with everything in this life, moderation is the key. I, I do think there, there has been benefits, particularly for things like milk thistle that have shown beneficial uh, medical effects for your, for your liver. There's been some real scientific evidence behind that. Also, green tea actually has some some decent evidence to support in moderation that it's it's good for you um, and helps to clear out the the crap. In, in milk thistle, the, the active ingredient is this thing called silymarin that seems to have... Uh, support reducing oxidative stress, which is healthy for the liver and has kind of an antioxidant um, effect, which is which is broadly a positive thing. There's a few other supplements that have had some initial scientific research done on them, things like turmeric have have some basic uh, evidence to support them. But all of this evidence is, is, is uh, what's the word, like l- limited in validation. You know, there's, there's not necessarily been large scale clinical studies. Because you think about trying to run a clinical study on turmeric, you know, you'd have to have Thousands of people only tumor, you know, eat turmeric and kind of keep maintain a similar diet to the other thousand people who didn't eat turmeric, and then try and see over twenty years if that's actually improving your liver. So these, these kind of things are hard to say with conclusive evidence that this really does have a beneficial effect. But there's basic uh, scientific theses that seem that would seem valid to support their their use. But I think, as you rightly pointed out, it is all about moderation with with anything like that. Yeah, I think it's all about moderation because. There was a few um, episodes where people have actually died from taking green tea supplements because it became yeah. toxic to the liver. Yeah. And you read that and then you can, you know, go online and you can get, you know, the best liver-boosting supplement. And you're like, oh, I'll buy that because I think it's doing good for my health. And actually it has the complete opposite effect. I think we have to, like, realise that it's still a, a sensitive organ. <laughs> yeah, it's a really sensitive organ. And like I said, it, it, the, the, cha- the, dam- the danger is that you do, you over-index and then ultimately damage it and it loses that sort of healthy ability to regenerate. There's also, so, like, if you know, you hear people, there are these sort of odd um, proposals for just drink salt water for a week and uh, eat a bunch of charcoal and stuff. Like, I, I, I'd maybe stay a little bit away from... You know, it ranges as a spectrum. Uh, and again, it's just so hard to prove or disprove the value of these types of interventions, given the, the way you would have to run a clinical trial, which makes it almost impossible to really conclusively say that these things are good. And generally, my thesis is the wackier sounding, the probably the more you should stay away from it. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the full episode, there's a link in the description. I wanted to jump on in and take a moment to thank you for listening to the Live Well, Be Well show. It brings me so much joy to hear how stories on this podcast have helped you get the most out of life. And it's my mission to help even more people do the same. To achieve this, I need you to help me grow this show. So please share the link with a friend or maybe even drop it into the group chat. (laughs) 